Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right now, we're going to go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and holla at my boy, Quincy Carrier, man, host, producer of Worst Take Podcast. This is the first for me and you. What's up, bro? Nothing much, man. How you been? I'm great, man. How you been? Chilling, chilling, man. Chilling. Just, you know, trying to watch these Browns. Trying to get through the rest of the year like everybody else. We got two more games, bro. <laughs> we got two more grand games. Yo, man, it was crazy, like crazy weather up here last week. And me and you was on Twitter. Uh, well, let me just tell you, my tweet about the stadium was inspired by your tweet. And you, mm-hmm. you've, you've really been on this, on, on this, we got to go get a dome. So, like, explain to me, like, in, in detail, in, in your mind, when you say the Browns should get a dome, like, what what are you looking at? What type of roof you looking at? What type of grass you like? Talk to me, bro. What, what you what you looking at? All right. So when we talk about the dome or outside stadium argument, right? Think about what the actual pros are to the cons when it comes to the latter, right? The outdoor stadium. Mm-hmm. The pros are is that it snows in the winter and it kind of look cool on TV. Okay. The cons are literally everything else. Like, literally everything else. We could try to act like the cold is an advantage for the Cleveland Browns, but it's not. The cold's not an advantage for any football team nowadays because everybody runs the spread. The Dome has all of the advantages in the world, right? You get climate control, weather. People are going to be less hesitant about coming here, right? One of the reasons before they dropped the money, well, I don't want to say unofficially, but before they dropped the money on Deshaun, like, one of the hesitations he had was the weather, right? If you have the dome, you don't have to worry about that being something that hesitates people from coming there. Also, I feel like, you know, what's a really good home field advantage that we know is tried and true at almost every level of football, Earl? What's that? Crowd noise. Hey, don't, hey, don't that hurt, right? When you out there, you can't hear the play call. Crowd noise is a killer. And I know the people in Cleveland get louder than almost any Louder the most. Yeah, like that Kazarina be going crazy. So if you put us in a dome, then maybe you can even build it so it's super loud, right? Like, you know, Seattle built some acoustics in the stadium. You could do that too, right? To set you apart, that crowd noise is going to be your home field advantage. And you know what else would be really cool is that if more people could come to the games in late December because it's not a literal health risk for anybody over the age of 50 to be at the stadium, because it's zero degrees with 30-mile-per-hour winds. Maybe we wouldn't have to worry about if our kicker can kick in the wind if he didn't have to kick in the wind. Like, 
a lot of these things that we talk about make Cleveland hard to play at, I feel like make it hard for us to have a winning team. Why even have it out here, right? Uh, now, when it comes to, like, roofing, I think you should probably do some translucency, right? Because if you can't see outside in the dome, it does feel weird to watch football. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Ford Field. That's a weird experience. It feels very stale. <laughs> so you are going to want to do some things to make sure it feels like it's still like an environment and everything. Um, I think Minnesota has a great job of that. I think Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta is probably the best example of a stadium. I don't know if you could do a retractable roof in Cleveland because when you think of retractable roofs, you have to think about where they are. They're not in places that snow a lot because in order to have a retractable roof, snow kind of gets in the way because it adds that extra weight on the roof, and those structures aren't going to be as strong as a fixed roof. So you might have to settle for a fixed roof stadium. That's ultimately fine. You can make it translucent. You can get some nice glass. I mean, you can get some nice grass uh, uh, shoveled in and out. We have the resources and the spaces to do this thing right. You know, get good Wi-Fi in the building, a nice 70. Look, everybody thinks it's real cool. To see. I used to think this too early. I was in college. I would go to them games. It'd be like 10 degrees. I'm like, this is football weather. And then I went to a football game in a dome, and I was like, no, nah, this is better. This is better. This is just better. It's better as a fan. It's better for everybody who goes to the game. It's better for the people who play in the game. It's better for the coaches to game plan for the game, right? Like, what if you game plan for seven days, a whole thing about you going to spread it out and take advantage of the weaknesses at corners, and then it rains, it's a monsoon at the stadium. And all of a sudden, you got to change your whole game plan. You might as well have not have practiced for seven days. Like, you, you can't do what you wanted to do. How is this an advantage for anybody? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Crowd okay. noise, that's an advantage. You know, um, being able to control your conditions for eight games, that's an advantage. Like, all of these things, being able to ensure fans, you know, because if there's a dome in Cleveland, there's nothing else to do sometimes in December in Cleveland because everything is cold. You got a nice warm dome. That stadium is going to be packed even the team got like four wins. All right, so I'm, I'm with you, but I'm not. So I can counter this one thing because I want a retractable roof. You 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 probably like want the glass ceiling and all that. I want a retractable roof. And you you said that, okay, there's not many retractable roofs in cities where it snows. The only other city that I know gets snow is Indianapolis. You know, so they got a retractable yes. roof at, uh, what is it, Lucas Oil Field? They got a retractable roof. Is it retractable? Yeah, it's retractable. With like glass on the top or something like that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fact check it, but I'm a I think I'm ninety nine point nine percent accurate on the fact that that roof go back. So I'm gonna but tell you I'm what I want. I'm gonna tell you what I want. I want a retractable roof with natural grass, mm-hmm. and I want the roof open unless it's like heavy rains and thunderstorms, or frigid temperatures and 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 crazy wind gusts, or like heavy snowfall. And I want I want it to be like I want an architect to structure this thing to where those light elements like the light snow and a and a light rain, like to where it comes strictly down on the football field, to where the fans <laughs> are not not like 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 impacted by that at all. I think the roof should be open as long as the weather is fair to mild and it's about forty five degrees. It should always oh. be open. And it should oh. be on natural grass. I think that it gives not no advantages. I just think football looks cool played that way. I do agree with you though when you talk about you know playing out in the cold. It's not really no advantage for no football teams. Like we just say, even though the Las Vegas Raiders just lost that game to Pittsburgh last week, but you know they was right there with them the entire game and they play in the dome. 
So I, I'm with you, man. These are football players. Like that doesn't really, I don't think the elements really, you know, plays a factor one way or another of the outcome of the game. So yeah, I, I think a retract to me a retractable roof is is a more fun like fan experience. I just think it looks cooler. I think you can host some cool uh, concerts in the summer with the roof open. You know, imagine like Fourth of July, and the, and and Jimmy Haslam open up a new stadium with a retractable roof, and you can watch the fireworks there. You know what I mean? Yeah, stuff I, like that. I, I think that stuff like that would be cool. Yeah, I'm not opposed to like the retractable roof. I'm just wondering like how feasible it is given the location of where that stadium's going to be, right along the lakefront, where there is a lot of snow accumulation. Like I don't know if it's something that they can do that's feasible as far as like cost goes. Now they could spend like a bunch of money and get it done because it is ultimately possible. But it's like how much are they going to be willing to put just to have, make sure that roof can be retractable versus how much is it going to be open? Now, as far as the other thing, because I do think like the aesthetics of an outside game and the snow look very cool on television. But Earl, we got the technology. We can fake that snow. Nobody. <laughs> he said we can Nobody, fake the they snow. Fake, <laughs> they fake the snow in Minnesota. We can fake the snow. We can put real grass inside and do like the Cardinals do, where they just push it in and out. You know. Hey, you mean? remember that we episode of Power with Ghosts where he made it snow inside the club? So I feel you. You can make it's it snow awesome. however you wanted to make it snow. I, I feel you on we that have one, man. The technology to have the snow without the cold. Why hold ourselves back for the real thing when it's on TV? It's a special effect at the end of the day, <laughs> you know. So if that's what they want to do, I have no opposition to that. Um, my whole thing is just make sure that we're putting like the players and the fans, honestly, in a better position to be able to support the team on the on game days. Because while I think the weather has been kind of an identifying part of AFC North football, I also think it's something that, you know, holds us back in relative in when we look at how much ground we have to gain on the Ravens, on on Cincinnati, on um Pittsburgh as far as their accomplishments. We need area of advantage. And if they don't want to go inside yet, oh, we should be the first. You know what I mean? Why not? Right? What are they gonna do? Make fun of us? Facts, facts. He's Quincy Carrier, host of the Worst Take Podcast, joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler G Dodge Ram Hotline. Quincy, we got two games remaining in the season, man. What do you believe that the owners will be paying attention to the most uh, before evaluating offseason changes this year? <laughs> They're going to be looking at the offense, right? Like, that's what I would think. They're going to want to get, well, it's supposed to be 64 degrees in Washington. They want to get a good look at this offense. And I think they want to get a good look of it without the weather being a variable, right? Like, how does Deshaun look? I think this would be a good opportunity. It'll be his fifth game in this offense, so he should have a level of familiarity with it without crazy elements, and we're hoping for non-crazy elements in this game. You should see him be able to kind of have one of those bigger numerical games that you're kind of expecting from Deshaun. Um, so I think that's going to be important. And also, you know, the game in Pittsburgh is a dangerous one, right? Um, the Browns, whenever they play Pittsburgh, the joke kind of is somebody ends up getting fired, right? Um, Odell did not survive that first Pittsburgh game last year. He ended up being off the team after that. Baker Mayfield plays that game in Pittsburgh, loses. He's never seen again in the Cleveland Browns uniform. It could be the same story for Kevin Stefanski, right? You lose that game in Pittsburgh, people tend to be moved on from. This is how it goes. So you don't want to finish strong in the division. You want to try to not finish in last place. Um, but you want to make sure that these last two games, if the elements are in control, that you have a better off- offensive output that matches where I kind of feel like Deshaun is, but statistically he's not 
where I feel like he has been at on a playing level because he just hasn't had the, the conditions that would allow for it. Okay, so, so to that point, man, because I was going to say this, but let's talk about Deshaun Watson. So I personally feel like Deshaun Watson has, has naturally progressed in the right direction uh, over the course of his four stars, even, you know, dealing with the, with the first game with all the rust and then the most recent game with the weather. So even knowing that or even feeling like that he's progressed in the right direction, uh, what do you think his biggest on-the-field hurdle is right now as he tries to continuously to get his legs up under him? Yeah, you know, when I look at Deshaun, I've said this for a couple of weeks now, I don't really see somebody who's rusty more so than I see somebody who's just in a new offensive system, right? So a lot of the things I see him struggling with is him not knowing that things are going to be, uh, what things are going to be open versus what looks, you know, like he just hasn't had time to be in this system and see it against real game plan. So that's really, I think, the main thing holding him back right now is that he hasn't been in this system for a while. Um, and he hasn't played in this system but four games. And I think we saw a similar thing happen with Jacoby where he really had his best game three or four games into playing um, in the season because this was a new system for him too, right? There are some very specific timing things for him. That being said, like, I think elements, if the elements weren't the elements, I think he probably would have had two 300-yard games back-to-back against the Ravens and uh, the Saints because those are 300-yard performances that just didn't end up happening because of the elements, right? Um, he's looked sharp, I think, these last two weeks. And, you know, again, that's why you want to get a good look of, at him in some decent weather in Washington because I want to be able to confirm these things that I think I'm seeing on tape. But, you know, for real, for me, I really don't have that much concern with him going forward. I think he's going to be who we think he's going to be. Um, or at least who he was before uh, the whole everything happened with him, it's just now he has to have the opportunity to show it. Do you feel like Deshaun Watson had input on uh, Jack Conklin getting a new contract and remaining in in Cleveland for the foreseeable future? Because now it looks like that would be, you know, one of his tackles for the duration of his his contract. You know, it's not like he – I don't think he walked into the office and demanded it. But I think his presence has an influence on what decisions are going to be made, right? You know you pay $230 million for a quarterback for the next five years. You're not going to take a chance with his right tackle, maybe not being up to par because you feel like you could save a couple million dollars, right? So I think his presence influences decisions, and those decisions are going to be made towards the win-now direction. I don't know if he was like, hey, I need Jack Conklin back. I don't know if that's what happened. But I'm pretty sure just his presence being there – kind of upgrade the sense of urgency to make sure that you don't have to worry about guessing about things on that offensive line because you want him to be himself as soon as possible. And you also want to protect him, right? Because if he goes down, it's a wrap. I was kind of shocked at the, at the, at the resigning. I'm not even going to lie about that. Uh, I do feel like he probably still has something left in the tank. And I understand that he is, you know, recovering, uh, from a very serious injury and, you know, surgery and all that other stuff, it takes time. Uh, when you look at the other side of that line and Jedrick Wills, what's your thoughts on him and and how safe is his position there? Because I really think James Hudson can slide over there and might possibly take his spot next year. Am I crazy? I think Jed is in an interesting position because Jed is definitely a good enough tackle to start for almost any team that doesn't have an elite tackle. 
But where you get to concerns with Jed is about paying him like he's an elite tackle because if he hits the open market, he's going to get paid like one, right? Like he and Jonah Williams, I think, are in the same boat where it's like they have their struggles, they're up and down, they're just below Pro Bowl-level players, but they are good, solid left tackles, and that's not a common thing to find. Um, and that's going to make it difficult as far as, like, re-signing him and maybe his fifth-year option becomes a thing. I tend to think not, but I think maybe that's something along the lines that could come down. But I don't think they're going to flip James uh, over to left tackle just because if you think that right tackle is so important that you can't afford to take no risk, I would highly doubt that they're going to, you know, decide that they're going to flip a fourth-round guy over the left tackle, over Jed Wills, unless James Hudson just looks immaculate in practice. And if he has, he would probably be starting. So, you know, I just – I don't see any of the indicators there that would that would point to him being so good that they felt like he needs to get playing time at left tackle. And Jed, he's a good left tackle. He's just, you know, like <laughs> players who are good enough that you have to keep – but not good enough to live up to your expectations tend to be the ones that drive fans the most crazy. And that's comfortably where Jet Wills kind of sits on this whole spectrum. Sweet, man. Quincy, man, I definitely appreciate you taking time out your busy day, man, to stop by, holler at me. Hopefully we can do this again soon, man. Uh, appreciate you, bro. No problem, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Take care. That is Quincy Carrier, host of the Worst Take podcast on YouTube, man. Shout out to Quincy, man. He creates great content. Uh, Love the Browns, man. Takes his time, does his homework, man. Puts out a quality product time after time. Definitely appreciate him stopping by and joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.